Um, Council, welcome back. Uh, we had lost connection. Yes. Uh, so thank you for coming back. Just to recap, um, what we were discussing uh, was around whether it will mitigate the risk of disputes in the Section 189 process if the employers themselves would seek yes. legal counsel, uh, whether internally or externally, but is it a process that requires a legal guidance? Yes, it is, it is always good you know, for, 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 for emerging em employers, uh, small businesses in particular, you know, to have services of legal services so that the operations are aligned with the provisions of uh, of our labor laws, and and as I said earlier, uh, you know, big corporates uh, normally don't have these issues because they have in-house counsel and they have legal practitioners, you know, within their employ who advises them on the repercussions and the consequences of uh, these labor laws. But small to medium businesses are the ones that have challenges. You know, because firstly, most of them are not members of employers' organizations in those industries that they uh, uh, work, and then others don't have the resources to employ in-house counsel or legal presentation. They will only, you know, uh, uh, have sight of someone like me or you when there is a dispute in the employer, the employees. You know, but then. Uh, uh, I would implore on all the small to medium businesses to at least have, you know, a legal practitioner on their side who will be able, firstly, to 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 draft their contracts of employment, who will be able to advise them on the basic conditions of employment act, who will be able to advise them on the uh, labor relations act. Uh, we will be able to advise them on the Employment Equity Act. You now, those are the three uh, most important uh, um, piece of legislation in the Labour and Employment Act. Not forgetting the Occupational Health and Safety yes. Act. But then, yes, but but then, but then, uh, uh, what we have realised, you know, and then I think COVID nineteen has exposed a lot of uh, businesses in the country is that. A lot of employers just don't know, or maybe they don't have regard of the provisions of these labor laws. You know, you find uh, a situation where uh, you are not sustaining yourself because uh, there hasn't been a production on the side, because uh, means of production have been closed uh, due to the lockdown restrictions. But then you go and then, then you just advise your employees to just pack up and go. That is the wrong way to go. The right way to go is to sit down with your employees and invoke uh, the provisions of Section 189 and then be transparent as much as you could, you know, to say that in the circumstances that we find ourselves, I am not able to maintain and manage the business with the number of employee uh, staff complement that I have. I need to reduce. And then you must be able to give uh, your employees an opportunity for them to make submissions. Because as I said earlier, they might come, they might be able to come with alternatives that you might not have thought about. So uh, uh, these are, are, are the 
challenges that I, I feel that small businesses uh, always uh, uh, find themselves in. Uh, but uh, the, 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 it is not all about uh, employees, you know, asserting their rights. Uh, uh, as you could know, the Constitution, as well as the Labor Relations Act, says that um, the enactment of labor laws is there to have uh, peace in the labor sphere, so that there must be certainty, there must be processes that must be followed for the benefit not only of employees, but benefit of employers as well. So mm. uh, the labor relations not only uh, uh, support or uh, protect the rights of employees, it also protect the rights of employers. You know, it is just only for the employers to know uh, uh, the laws and then to implement them uh, uh, appropriately that they can be protected adequately. Mm, that is a mouthful uh, because I find that when we we get all these questions, you know, there's always um, the balance that must be uh, 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 done between the rise of the employer and that of the employers. Uh, frequently, the employers feel that, no, the law protects so much of the employees and the employees feel the same way. So what you just yes. explained um, really clarifies that the law is for both. It's not one-sided. Yes. It depends how the employers or the employees understand it and how the employers mainly apply it in situations where the rights of the employees are affected. It is clear yes. that uh, if your rights are affected, you'll be more sensitive towards uh, uh, that. However, to balance uh, that fairness, we need to apply the law as it must be. So in, in closing, uh, uh, counsel, we know that you, you, you do litigation um, a lot. Uh, you know, and litigation is costly and also there may be reputational issues around uh, litigating. You know, in closing, what would be your advice uh, for employers and both employees in dealing with matters um, that affect the, the, the termination of employees' uh, uh, contracts in respect of Section 189? What would be your last advice to both parties in handling those? Uh Firstly, for, for the employers, you know, I, I would advise them to be, firstly, to be as transparent as they could. Uh, you know, obviously, there will be information uh, within the employee or the employer that is not accessible uh, to employees. You know, but Section 189 says that during the negotiations uh, for a, a dismissal uh, based on operational requirements, Employees have all of the right to request documentation, including financial statements. You know, you find situations where the employer says, I am not able to afford salaries. And then uh, the employers have all of the right to say, we need you to submit the financials for the, for the past 12 months for us to satisfy ourselves that indeed what you are saying is true. So I will implore on the employers to be firstly to be transparent as as possible uh, as we could um, uh, and give all of the information requested for them to make a decision which will be fair and honest to all the parties um, and then in relation to uh, employees i also want to implore on them not to be too hard and too one-sided 
you know, where they say uh, there is an intention by the employer to retrench and then they want to take up arms and then fight and strike, you know, and, you know, and refer the matter to uh, the CCMA, you know, for adjudication and the labor court. Sometimes it is indeed true that the employers find themselves in those kind of positions, you know. So what employees need to do is to sit down and come up with alternatives. Obviously, the circumstances will change. You will not find yourself in the position that you were in three months before. So you must take a knock of some kind and you must be able to accept that the situations have changed, but come up with innovative ways of saying, let me rather keep my job rather than lose it. And then by keeping my job, I know if I was working 40 hours a week, I might now be working 20 hours. That is better than nothing. You know, the situation might improve in the next three months and then I'll go back to my original situation. But don't be too hard and then just dismiss all of the uh, alternatives that the employer puts on the table. But if you are there to assert your rights, you, you must not be afraid as an employee to assert your rights. You must not be afraid to request documentation uh, and proof from the employer if they make an allegation based on documents. Mm. Sit down, peruse them, satisfy yourself, and then you make a, an informed decision. Okay, um, this has been very enlightening and uh, you know eye-opening. So our colleagues, as you know, uh, attorneys um, are actually the biggest audience of uh, this podcast. So how can they reach you in respect of? briefs or even getting legal opinions on behalf of our clients. Um, uh, just give me again your direct line and email address and where um, you are based. Thank you very much. As I said earlier, I am a member of the Johannesburg Society of Advocates as well as the member of the Bulugani Bar. Uh, bar. Uh, I'm currently uh, based at Centurion, Centurion Advocates Chambers. Uh, and then my email address is ramarumo, R-A-M-A-R-U-M-O, at R-S-A-B-A-R, R-S-A-B-A-R dot com. And then my cell number is 071-776-9007. Yeah, I will, I will, I will await those briefs. Okay, thank you so much, Council, for availing yourself to inform our fraternity and uh, also our society at large. I know that um, this topic has been burning for some time, so our audience is uh, eternally grateful that you've shared some information today. Thank you for inviting me over. Okay, then. Thanks. Bye for now. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. You too. Okay, bye. Uh